Friday, May 4th, at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, Saito Utejaniya Interview Group C. Monday. 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 Third session. Third session. With Bruce Thoughts arising. This is a deliberate thought. And then 
He says, you set it aside and you do your work, which is mindfulness, gaining continuity, right view, um, gaining stability of mind, um, by applying right view and um, awareness. And if there are any feelings associated with um, that moment, watch whatever that feeling is. Again, with right view, awareness, and continuous. To do whatever, to be aware, to go alone. You are just like anybody else. And yeah, you, can, you can do this. Say to any mind that we have um, is strong when we allow that mind to arise unchecked over and over again in the mind. So there is no reason why you cannot change this pattern. And there is nobody there. It's not happening to you or them or anyone else. These are just minds. And the laws of mind just doing their work. Okay. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, in Dhamma everywhere he and I was curious what the difference is between regular awareness and expansive awareness. I don't know how it's expressed in the book, but the the purpose of describing this um, scenario is not for yogis to try and get there because it's a better state. It's not that. He's just saying that if you practice continuously and you have right view and you have right effort and right practice, this is where it will get to. When you begin practice, you just know one of one object, maybe two, and then when awareness becomes more natural, you find that you're holding many, um, it feels like many awarenesses of many things you know, you're holding them um, seemingly effortlessly, and yet with much clarity, knowing that each moment is just a moment that's possible. The reason these states are described is so that people who have started with a practice where they're just watching one object, and if they have not found that their mind has, um, or they have not allowed their mind to expand, um, with long practice, everybody's minds does, everybody's mind does try to expand, or, or naturally has that tendency, but if we're holding it back, he wants people to know that it's all right, that that is a natural problem. Pro the 
So this mind has a very strong um, set of habits toward aversion. And I am seeing that earlier in the day when there's been some rest and a little caffeine and, and just, you know, a new day, that there's some greater ability to work with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, see a version's job description, maybe even have some ahas, you know, maybe even have a little sense of humor about it and, and, and feel like the work is happening, even if there's a version. And then as the day progresses, the mind and body just seem to be really tired and, and, and aversion becomes everything. It's kind of falling into despair. And um, you just talk for a while. Um, the, um, do you say that Dota Nessa um, have a pattern she did it? ตุ๊บปงจันทร์ตะมิ้วเนี่ยดอดะเนี่ยเมียชินนี่แหละอะเยนี่เกจัยมะเนะมะเนะซุยเนี่ยอนาเลยอยู่ทาเลยกินกา
And really, the question is, I'm, I'm, I would appreciate some guidance about when it's appropriate to just do things for healing and not even try at that moment to cultivate more awareness, just to actually see healing as an appropriate activity of the mind. ตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะตาวเลยตะต
he said he did it over and over and over again. You know, he would try very hard, he would watch all his feelings, use use ob uh, neutral objects, come back to the feeling, calm down, and then he would slack off again. And after he went through many, many cycles, he said, he started to think, he's got to get a he's got to get the better of this. So he started thinking, what should I do? He, he began to realize that he's got to be prepared, not fighting fire, but preventing. So he began to not leave his mind free. So if he had any free time, if he was sitting idle, he was watching something. If he was sitting and drinking coffee, he was watching something. If he was in the toilet, he was watching something. All the time, he kept his mind alert and aware. Because for him, the lesson that it's going to hit him was clear. I look at him. Yeah, the situation in his life had shown him the experience of having this over and over and over again, realizing there was no way to avoid it. ไอ้เราเนี่ยเนี่ยพี่ไลน์ก็อัลลอฮฺพี่เนี่ยเนี่ยทราบพี่ละนะดีแล้วเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ย
and just listen to that one instrument all the way. And then he would pick another instrument and listen to that all the way. You know, so always keeping his mind engaged and aware. I think I'm I'm just not letting the mind be idle, not letting it be by itself. <laughs> because if he was not with the mind and do making it do what what it needed, what he felt it needed to do, it would be doing whatever it wants to do, right? It would. Because the practice of the mind is to to use the defilements, you know. So if we're not always applying mindfulness, you know, and some wisdom, he said, then the defilements will just, you know, delusion will come in and use its other. Seattle says when delusion is in the mind, then Seattle says it just just leaves the door wide open for all the defilements to pour in whenever they want, all the time. Like a bullet, uh, buffalo come to the poop. Like a buffalo? In the light bulb in the China shop? Like this. Like this.
introduce very much. Yeah, do what we show now. And he says everybody is so much in their own head. <laughs> they just do whatever they can do. You know, they ignore the people that they can't deal with. Yeah. His own his own stuff was much more uh, immediate and urgent. He says it's only because we're not busy uh, taking care of ourselves that we're so busy trying to take care of everybody else. Yes. I guess I'm still struggling with the, 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 the distinction between mindfulness and awareness. Seems like mindfulness has this quality of the attention. No, we don't we don't use them differently. No. No. We use the same thing. You can talk about some quality that works differently from another, but I don't use I would describe it, I would not use a word to define either of those states. So mindfulness and awareness is the same thing. Five faculties working together. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. We use sati for mindfulness. It's very specific. Yeah, then I would say sati, I wouldn't use the English word. Okay, I so use both Right. I use mindfulness and awareness interchangeably. I don't mean sati as the, the one of the Sometimes we use meditating mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we call it meditating mind. That's still awareness or mindfulness, which is the five faculties working together. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yes? Um, I have a question about daily life. Um, I do work that at times is very stressful. And I find it very difficult to, to land anywhere in the moment because I'm, I feel like I'm hovering above it because I, of the stress involved. And um, I can see it happening, but I, I can't. As I said, it's very hard for me to land. And, and Wait, I'm not yeah. quite understanding what uh, Just ways of working with a, a situation that's very stressful. And um, there's a lot going on usually. I, I work with people who are dying. So okay. it's not only the patient, but it's the family and what the family is feeling mm-hmm. and trying to assess the patient and what's going on and what and what's the best response. Okay to help that person. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on there. And so I can feel myself, I can feel the stress of it. I can feel myself getting stressed out. I function within it, but I always come away feeling I'm not connecting as well as I could. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do... 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 ตีแมตีแมลุติจาเรนูเรนะอารมณ์ลงอ๋อไอ้รอตูรู้เนเซสซานะเรนี่ครับตูรู้มีตาซูเนเซสซานะดูได้งาโอเนเนมีมวยโ
ตามมีกับอ๋อไฟอัพพลูฟลูนี่มันมาก่อมาปาว่าอีบ่มันผิดอ่ะกูตะลีถ่ามาตัวไส้ไก่ถุยเลยดิโลเว้ยตัวไส
So for you, watching Watching the feeling, the feeling tone. Or, stick, no? yeah, the, um, continuously is very helpful. So you always know now it's pleasant or now it's unpleasant or now it's neutral. So you're just continuously following how the mind feels. So, so that becomes a very strong the, the object that makes your mind very strong. Okay, feeling is good. Feeling is main main object here. Me, I do it here. Me, me. I don't do such a thing. Blue, 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 blue. Don't come here. That's why I'm telling you, blue, blue. And if you follow your feelings constantly throughout the day, see, ever since, um, and that's your main object. You follow it through its 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 ups and downs and neutral stages. See, ever since you, uh, that becomes your uh, like your primary object. Then your and when, when that continuity has built, your awareness will expand, right? And when awareness expands, you will notice the thoughts that are associated with these feelings. And you'll begin to understand their connections without actually, um, not, not actually paying attention to the thought, but just allowing them, you know, recognizing them even as your main focus remains your feelings. Mm -hmm. Can I ask? Yes. Um, So I think I think what I'm feeling in the moment is is a lot is uh, when I'm in that situation and I'm feeling disconnected. I think it's there's a lot of fear there. So I'm really aware of that, and and I think that's kind of what um, makes it harder because if if it's, it's almost like. There's the fear that I want. I want to go faster because it, I I need to get through it somehow. Um, so within that, if I, I I see that going on a lot. Um, I don't feel like I can always stay with the feeling because it's just I'm just like it's just like a bouncing, I'm like a ball. Like I can't. As I said, I can't land. So is it then more skillful to? Move away from that and and find stability <coughs> in another object if it's whatever the body or. ตัวบลูคันซาจะจ้องไปเสกเลยผิดแล้วดีคันซ้ําโหจีเสกก็ดาวชั่วจีโลเหมียวตัวจ้องตัวตัวคล่องๆนี่ตัวเลยแหละไ
you know, do you know those biggest Indians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would stick yeah. it up his nose. Oh, very, and then oh, very obvious. That sharp sensation when I would hit. He just, that, that would be, because he needed yeah. something really strong, strong to get his attention and take yeah. it away from the. Yeah. Yeah. So while he was working, this would be stuck up his nose. <laughs> he would be packing goods and selling things, but this was there to remind him of some other sensation than how horrible he felt. <laughs> And he says, because he did that, he says he learned the skill of remaining aware while doing the things we need to do functionally in life. He said, and that's such a, an important skill because a lot of us have difficulty because once we do work, we lose the awareness. And he says, this he built using that. Anyway. So in one sort of like one eye of the mind is on the that sharp sensation, another eye of the mind is like getting all the rest of it done. All his effort was only geared towards not losing uh, contact with his object, you know. He, he would lose it, but you know, the, the intention was always to come back to that. So he would, yeah, keep trying to get back to that. He said the rest of what he needed to do, he'd been doing it for years. He didn't need to pay any, any attention. He was supposed to do it, yeah. Yes. I took who if we make this habit of always knowing how we feel, how the mind is, uh, while we are um, doing work, speaking to people, relating, um, and, and even being with ourselves quietly, he says, if we always watched it, he says, we will learn a lot. Yeah. But we're so distracted by our habitual need to engage with the outside world, he said. You know, so we're sort of watching inside and then we're outside a lot. Sort of watching inside and outside a lot, yeah. But we can. We can develop the habit of keeping the attention inside. We fear that if we keep the attention inside that we won't know the outside, but we will. Because we have the size already. Yeah, the mind has a speed that we cannot fathom. It can do many things, more than we can. Driving is a classic example of how the mind is capable of doing so many things at the same time. Sometimes we're listening to music, sometimes we're eating, sometimes we're painting our toenails. <laughs> the, mind, the mind is very capable. Believe in it. In its ability. I'm not talking about focus. The focus. I want to focus on the thing. Yeah, I look at the other one. My jaw is not clear. So, what am I talking about? Yeah, but he says our, you know, he's here advocating using one object to build awareness. But he says what we then lack the skill of is, is allowing it to expand from there while keeping our attention on it. You know, we, we then become just fixated on the one object and we feel crippled about dealing with anything else. 
But he says we need this skill of doing both, being focused and at the same time open. Which is why daily activity practice is, is actually much more representative of what we do at home. And so you want to really pay attention to how we do daily activity awareness so that you learn how you can maintain awareness and still do everything else you do. Sitting we do nothing, just just pay attention on the inside. There's not this this Yeah, but then we can't sit through our lives. Yeah. We need to also um, develop this flexibility of mind where the mind um, feels equally comfortable using any object it has available to be mindful. So it might be noise, music, it might be something, you know, some seeing, you know, something that's apparently distracting you, taking your attention outside, but then remembering how to be aware of seeing, yeah, or any other number of things. So, I'm having a, um, a tremendously, um, there's a, there's a re, uh, reaffirmation of sadha, of faith, of um, tremendous sense of gratitude. The Dalai is dead. And... <coughs> When we're doing right practice, that's how it feels. It always comes up. It's pleasant. Yeah, it's not me. Um, I, I would like to ask about um, three or four thoughts I've had that I think are very for example, I don't know how many times I've been told that there's six, six conscious, there's a six sense doors, six sense doors and that there's eye consciousness, and there's, okay, there's mind consciousness. Yes. That's just thinking, just like seeing. I don't know how many times I've been told this, but I'm getting that thinking is simply a, 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 a sense door. It's, a, it's the work of a sense door of the mind. Anyway. Thinking is the work of the mind, yeah, thinking which is, is known of. through the set, mind door. Right, right. And so that's as an example. Another example is um, a bigger one <clears throat> was um, the thought, oh, well, pleasant actually is exactly the same as unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And that felt like... Um, I just laughed out loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, wow. So <clears throat> these are, um, and then the, the other thought that I had early on was just the sort of realization that aversion, that if you see it clearly, it's just such a great opportunity. And I have so much aversion, so it's great. <laughs> Not really, I mean, but that I sort of saw the, um, the possibility of, that of awakening, in yes. the, even with that. Yes. So these are very, um, I think, useful thoughts, but mm-hmm. I'd like to 
note that um, there's a certain grasping around them mm -hmm. and a certain, um, uh, yeah, just sort of, okay, you know, can I, can I remember that? And, and then, then I'll have a, a day where there's a veil of unpleasant, right, it, whatever, it, just unpleasant day, and I go, well, I have the thought that unpleasant is the same as pleasant, so why am I having this thing? So I, I, if, if, I don't know what would be willing to share some thoughts on how to work with that experience. Thank you. ตัวดีโหลดด้วยนี่ตัวเสร็จแล้วขึ้นมาเลยเนี่ยตะคุเอ่อเอ่อตัวอ่ะเสร็จแล้วสุญญาไลท์เดอะเดอะบอลบอล
use what you saved and expand to invest it and grow it. Meditation is the same. I have to do it. Meditation. I have to do it. I have to do it. First, we have to understand and then remember the process. And you know the simplicity of how we practiced it before we got an insight. We have to remember that. And then having done that, we try to um, have that happen again and again. So we become more skillful. Uh, not with greed, but remembering the simplicity of before you got an insight. You know. Yeah, some people know how to earn money, they don't know how to keep their money. <laughs> they just squander it. So earning is a skill, uh, saving is a skill, and then growing your capital is another skill. I also noticed that um, that a, a selfing process arose, <coughs> of course, with fairly quickly <laughs> after sort of having that thought of like, and so I, I'm imagining um, right view is very important at that moment, being very aware mm. that that is rising too. Mm. Or um, it's very, that seems very conceptual too, though, so I'm, I hope that's right. Yes, he said, you must bring in that conceptually, the, the reminder that this is also the nature of how the mind works. Yeah, it's not selfish even after. Sarah says, you know, our, our little insights, they're so little. They, they pop out of the ground and then the cell comes back. Yeah, that's it. You pop out again and yeah. <laughs> yeah, many times. It's okay. Yeah. Insight understood. And then I come in and say, I understood, I understood. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's, that's the responsibility of delusion. That's his job description. He must come in and say, this is me. Mm-hmm. He is doing his work. Yeah. Delusion's work is to personalize this is once he was trying to figure out how to do something. So he was being mindful and trying to figure out. So he could see the process of mind as he was thinking about how to do it. So he could see the thought process, emotion, how the mind uses logic and, and you know, makes connections and figures things out. And so it was very clear to him during the process that uh, that the mind was doing it, you know, that wisdom was at play and, and so on. And then he found, a, you know, a solution was found and he was also very clear of the process that brought the solution. And then suddenly the mind said, I'm good. 
Alltså du var tjock. Bra där, understanding. Vad är det? Vad är det jävla? Det går väl. Vad är det här med din kamp från? Jag kommer att vara lugna om det där. Jag kommer att vara lugna Yeah, when, you, 
If you imagine a small town and there is a police force or a policeman and there is a criminal, but the policeman knows who the criminal is. He says that's easy to keep under control. <laughs> what you want, what you fear is when you don't know who the criminal is or there's no police.
Si dah lor, mata naik lor. Tapi tu sama buat ni lor. Eh, apa lulu ya? You just don't want to proliferate what's happened. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just buy into your version. You don't want to surrender to a version. You want to watch. Be there. And will die down by itself. The version. Because I'm not feeding. Because I'm not feeding it. Because you're not feeding it. Tu, tu macam yo amal. Tiada. For sure. Yeah, so just 
So know everything. Awareness must always be there so that you can learn lessons. You know? We will make mistakes, yeah, because we're, we're just learning. We're mindful of the way we're learning. Yeah, it's impossible not to make a mistake. But this isn't so much about, the question isn't about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, about discriminating. He's saying that you will learn from will your own experience. Because, by paying attention. Okay. Yes, because when you make a mistake, you realize, oh, that was the wrong thing to do. That's how you know that was unskillful. Right? And you dis- so that's how you discriminate or discern. <clears throat> Right? And then if something goes right, oh, that was the right, that was more เบียร์มาเนี่ยเบียร์มาเนี่ยตัวสุญญาบะมีอยู่บะมีได้กันใหญ่เนี่ยตรงที่ตรงที่ดิดอ่ะติดไหลซ่าสุดจ้ะโป
Maybe. Now with our families, we we don't care at all. We neglect them. We're negligent of our, our own, like taking care of our own minds with them. He says the best thing you can do, the best gift that you can give everybody in your environment is keeping your own mind in its in the best state possible for the mind. Um, <clears throat> so I had a couple of experiences where I saw the mind do some very extraordinary things and um, kind of beyond what I, I thought was, was possible. Um, and I originally was going to ask about them and um, I still might because if we have time at the end just because I want to be sure that I'm understanding um, all that I can understand from them. Um, but I'm more interested in uh, what has just been happening for me um, recently around it, um, this morning and now. And <coughs> um, the, the two things that are, are most that were most striking about both of them, the common thing, is that uh, they um, exhibited a, a, a knowing and a, a continuity of awareness that um, seemingly didn't have anything to do with me. Like, I didn't feel like I was in, I wasn't doing it at all, and I wasn't in control. trying to be I wasn't trying at all. One was when I was sleeping and dreaming. So One was when you were sleeping in dream. Right, so I, I definitely yeah. wasn't trying yeah. in there. Um, and so, um, so originally it felt uh, just very, in contemplating them, very freeing. Just sort of like, wow, I didn't even have to try, right? There was nothing that I did there. And so there, there was some sort of continuity of... Uh, faith that came from uh, that momentum was building and mm -hmm. the awareness and, and wisdom and um, and it was very very uplifting and joyous and I was very happy um, about it and uh, just kind of had this, this sense of of freedom and just everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to happen, and um, and then in this morning's sit in the meditation hall um, at uh, the nine eight fifteen one, um, there was a, a, a kind of a feeling about as I was sitting with it. There, there were these feelings of um, what I felt to be fear coming in, um, and I, at first I couldn't figure figure it out. It's like, okay, what is this? Oh, it's fear. Okay, it was interesting. 
why am I fickle? And I started crying and very, very tearful the entire session. And um, <clears throat> and then it became clear to me that there was a sense of um, So I think what is happening is that, you know, with the, with the understanding that there is, is no, I'm not controlling it and there is no control, it's as, at once very liberating, right, but also simultaneously just terrifying that there's... <laughs> This is very normal in yogis when they see this view that the initial reaction, the initial, the, the true uh, response of the mind is that, I mean, the, the, it, it's seen that this view is so freeing and, and there's much joy and so on that arises and then very very quickly after um, we're hit with the terrifying wrong view <laughs> that we can't live without it. Wrong view never can Yeah, it's wrong view that can't accept the right view. Is that what you No, no, no. And then, so long as this understanding keeps coming over and over again, then you'll be able to Yeah, the, the kind of the, the road is open to this view. Yeah, and so you'll acclimatize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever we have uh, these insights into the natures of reality, he says they're so shocking, you know, we, we try to then think of them in our conceptual realm and, and it's just like another, it's like another world. He says he remembers once when he was young and he was meditating and he was watching the breath in, breath out, breath in, breath and him, at that time it was about impermanence. And then on one out breath, it the out breath so completely disappeared, 
so completely in shock he was trying to find what it was. He said he opened his eyes and he was like trying to find it, he was trying to follow it. It's like so shocking that it's gone. 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 Totally gone. Something that was interesting was that I was. Um, so this isn't the first time that it, it's happened. Um, before I just feel like I got like punched in the gut and I had to like go lie down and just you know yeah whatever. Um, but I was when I was in the hall, I was able to kind of feel like I was right with the fear of it mm-hmm. and just stay with it, stay with it stay with it and then and then it was it, it was interesting it seemed like there was kind of just this it was a very open hearted embracing of the fear and then it kind of just went it closed in on itself yeah. and it just was like deadening that's the word that came to my mind and then suddenly I was like rational again and could, you know, I yeah. would stop crying, whatever. But I could see, and I could feel that too, just the, the, the deadening. Um, but also see that um, awareness had, had dipped with, with that deadening. And that's not my intention, but it, it just happened. Yeah. To, um ตัวไอ้เดียผิดอ่ะปัทมะอคามะหุบุเลยตัวไอ้ผิดบุเลยไอ้เนาะผิดบ่รู้คําสั่งเลยสุดเดี๋ยวตัวบ่ายแค่ม
sabawa is a dhamma. Dhamma is sabawa. It's like when you buy something in a store, it's natural nature or something like that. Thank you. I have another question that arose during our group. it has to do with the relational. We've talked some about that in real life, quote-unquote, and um, the arising of very wholesome qualities of, compa- of compassion. And, um, and I'm, I'm hearing some... Um, some cl- I, I hear clearly the, the importance of maintaining some awareness internally as one actually is encountering others and maybe pain, for example, or joy. Um, um, but I ha- have a, my mind's tendency is actually to, um, uh, because I think that over years I, I'm actually quite sensitive to others' pain and others' emotions, uh, I've constructed a fairly, um, like I have a delusion that people don't, like I'll think, oh, it's no big deal that I'm constantly taking in and taking in. Mm. And my, my question is, is there, or the, I'm curious how one balances knowing, being relational mm. with this, I, I guess I, I haven't thought this out very well, mm-hmm. but there's a way in which I'm pleased if true compassion can arise, mm-hmm. but I think it's easy to get lost in that. And is, is it the instruction just to remain aware and mindful of the arising of compassion? and How do you feel when you have compassion? Well, I spent the first half of this group crying, actually. I feel um, emotionally connected to it. I feel sad. So, do you, so you're equating that with compassion? Um, I guess I am. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's helpful in mm-hmm. answering the question. ตัวเปียวเลยตัวนั้นเนี่ยตะชานบ่ขันซาเลยเนี่ยตีตัดเลยเสร็จชื่อเลยอ่าลูเรเนสซันเนี่ยกาเนี่ยตัวจ้างเ
um, sympathetic joy, mudita is when somebody is feeling uh, is doing better than you, and equanimity when you can't do anything about what's happening. I mean, compassionate, Yeah, but um, all of these have a near enemy, and the near enemy of compassion is dosa. Yeah. So we mistake pity, um, feeling sad for someone else and their misfortune to be compassion. But if we only felt compassion and not that other feeling, which is like, I want them to be in a better place, um, okay. I must explain this better. I want them to be in a better. I if you could help them to be in a better place, that's the compassion. You know the um, the the wanting it and being upset that they can't have it. That's the dosa. Yeah, not being able to accept that this is their situation. That's the dosa. The desire to help alone is compassion, but when it's tinged, it's the it's the feeling that this is not right. Mm. The Buddha is called great, the great compassionate one. But he wasn't crying for Remember, if if it's upsetting your heart, if it's feeling unpleasant, there is some akusila there. There is some unwholesome in there. What if it feels pleasant? Then it's wholesome. Mm, well, except when you eat it. But he said the quality of a of a wholesome or a Loba, wise, pleasant mind is different from a greed tainted Loba pleasantness. Loba pleasant. yeah. He said a greed tainted pleasantness is not pleasant. pleasant. Yeah. Greed itself is not pleasant. Ah. Ah, okay. And is, is sadness the feeling a sign of the um, the near enemy, the, the delusion. Yeah. Do a ero one eraswe kili da pama sign la. Sign hold it. Because sadness is in the dosa family. Yeah. I think just maybe a simple question about not having a schedule. So since we don't have a schedule, <laughs> it's harder to be motivated keep doing formal practice, sit, stand, sit, sit, walk, sit, walk, and is it okay as long as there is, you know, just coming, going, lying down, sitting around, going back to the hall, if there's an intention to continue to be mindful. To be mindful, is that okay to do a lot less? Actually, the Giranja. Yeah, no, do a formal he says the, the, the reason he doesn't use a schedule is because he wants us to use our noodles. Schedule <laughs> 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 
Some of us, we do have schedules at home, and then we're stressed by the schedule. You know, we have a time stress, he says. Yeah, so instead of using time, we're uh, we're stressing the time. Yeah, so instead of using time, Yeah. 
Ah, Sarah says that's why he thinks it's it's a good practice for meditation centers to charge for yogis to come to practice because then they're a little more serious. Sarah says they value the time. Big boring, but otherwise it's so cheap. They think the dharma is so cheap. <laughs> can sort of people don't value it. He said it. it it has that effect sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the game, I love it. Yeah. I don't know. He practiced so much, at, you know, in his, in his teacher center uh, for years and years. And he was a very skillful meditator, but he said he was hopeless at home. Never meditated. And then um, finally, you know, life drove him to it. And then he says, and then when the lessons began coming in life, he realized that what he learned in the meditation center was nothing compared to the impact of the lessons he was learning in life. Those were real. He says, because of real suffering, then there was real practice and then real understanding, real change. We must really want to lessen our suffering. There must be this very strong motivation to, to lessen yeah. His teacher would tell him every time he went home from a, from a retreat, continue to practice at home. He never did. Yeah. He said only when suffering like, made him his slave, made him the slave, then he began to practice. Yeah. Okay. See you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>